Welcome to Intersect Where Church Meets Culture. I'm Josh Desch, lead pastor at Northeast Presbyterian Church in Columbia, South Carolina, and I am joined as always by my wife, the brave Betsy. Thank you. You're a brave gal. <laughs> I would I would stand next to you in battle, my love. Thank you. I'd go in there and, and we'd, we'd take them out. I do feel brave to be homeschooling our three three of that our is, four children that right is now. That's brave. That takes Anybody bravery. who's doing that is brave. You are brave. You've got courage. You know, I love the saying that courage is not the absence of fear, but courage is fear that has said its prayers. Mm. I've always liked that. That's a good one. Um, all right, folks. Welcome to another episode at Intersect. Here's the title for today. Hot take. It's a hot take. Put on your hot gloves, your, <laughs> your, your oven mitts. Put on your oven mitts because it's a hot take on Netflix's documentary, The Social Dilemma. Mm. We watched this documentary. We did. This is all over the place. It's it, Netflix put it out and basically it says that social media can be really, 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 five more really is bad. Mm-hmm. Is that true, Betsy? I, I mean, it... I don't know how many of our listeners have seen it. I would encourage everyone to see it. I think it's worth seeing. Should see it. Yep. It it's it has a very dark tone. Um, the music is ominous. A lot of it's set in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's kind of like not creepy, but something between like kind of creepy. Yeah, and it's got it's got this little like story playing out in the background, mm-hmm. this little fictionalized story about social media, and that's kind of you know hit or miss mm-hmm. on on if you like that part or not. But it's interesting. It will make you think. Is Facebook ruining the world? Has it already ruined the world? Yeah, that's kind of um, what, what they're arguing. A are bit. we are we able to exist without social media? Um, yeah, all those questions. What do we do with social media? How should we think about it? Yep, it's a social dilemma, Bets. It is. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say there's there's kind of two different things going on in the documentary, and again, I think I think it's definitely worth seeing. There are interviews with former employees. You know, there's a there's some guys yep. from Google. There's there's a, a guy few, that was from Pinterest. Yeah, there's you know, some there's some gals. I think they were data scientists or something like that. I didn't even know that was a thing. A date wasn't there a data scientist sure, or something? Sure, sure. Like, wow, I used, I used to be that before I was a pastor. No, you weren't. No, you. Weren't. <laughs> I was just uh, learning about different fields that I didn't even know existed. So that was really interesting. So anyway, you got all these interviews. There's just kind of little. Yeah. There's even the guy that invented the like button. Yes. I mean, that's kind right. of random and interesting. It is. That it's guy's, really interesting. That guy's on it. Yep. Yep. Um, there's a guy who wrote a book called like 10 reasons why you should delete all of your social media right now. It's like, wow, yep. that's really dire. Um, anyway, so there's interviews with, with all these different people and then interspersed between the interviews, there is a fictionalized story of a family. They have two teens, mm-hmm. the teen, they're grappling with these two teens who are addicted to their phones. Yep. So there's a younger teen. She's like 11 or 12, I think. Um, and then there's like a fifth, maybe 15, 16 year old. Yeah, an older son. teen. And he's kind of how they're portraying him, he's kind of going down the path of becoming more politically radicalized, I guess, is what they're um, kind of portraying. And then the girl is developing increasing um, uh, self image issues. Yep. After posting selfies that weren't well received. Yep. So um, a really interesting thing as well is there's, they they personify the Facebook's algorithm. 
they personify it. As yeah, this, I, and I really like that part of the movie. Well, I, I like that part more than I like the fictionalized story part. Yeah, it. So they have this guy. Now that part's really. It's creepy like Inside Out with real people. Yes. except it's the same guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it so it's like this guy in a really dark room. That part's pretty creepy, and the music's pretty creepy. Um, and they're kind of showing how, and I don't know if that's really how Facebook's algorithm works, but they're kind of showing how this guy is manipulating the teens to get their attention, like working the algorithm to put out content that will get their attention over and over. Yep. Interesting. So, yeah, very interesting. So what we want to do is we want to just talk through this movie, share some opinions about it, read some quotes from it, and nothing we do will be a spoiler, really, because it's a documentary, mm -hmm. so it's not like there's some big surprise ending at the, at the no. end. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a criticism of social media. By the way, have you heard about social media dysmorphia? Um, mm -mm. That's, I just saw this the other day. Yeah, it's like people that request plastic surgery to look like, I guess you would look like with the filters. Oh, wow. I don't know what that means. Yeah. But you don't need any, Betsy. Aw, you're All cute. Right. All right. <laughs> I mean it. I mean it. Okay. Um, let's, let's jump into a quote right here from the movie. All right. We all know Facebook is so ubiquitous. It's all over. It's all over the place. It's everywhere in our lives. Um, our technology is everywhere in our lives. And here's a quote. You know, okay. First of all, let's say this. Facebook does not cost any money. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't pay anything to be on Facebook. You don't pay anything to be on Instagram. You don't pay anything to be on Snapchat. It's not like cable. It's not like your gas bill, your electric bill. Yeah, and it's not like um, a lot of websites where you can have like a premium membership. Sure. Right? You can't do like Facebook premium. I'm not you? I'm not aware of that. Yeah. I mean, maybe there is something, but the, the point is like almost everyone uses these things in a free way, mm -hmm. but you don't get Microsoft Office free. Right. I mean, you have to pay for that. Mm -hmm. You have to pay. You have to pay for. Now, remember that expression that we all learned in economics. There's no such thing as a what? A free lunch. A free lunch. Now, does that mean there's such a thing as a free breakfast, or did they just pick lunch <laughs> as the meal? There's lunch no is such, never free. It's never free. No. You know what? That's true. Guess what? These are for-profit companies. They have to make money. I mean, I know we all know this, but um, and of course we knew that before that we watched this. Mm -hmm. But then here's an interesting quote: If you are not paying for the product, then you are the product. Mm. Betsy, we are the products. Mm. We, we're the product. Here's another quote. Our attention is the product being sold to advertisers. Yeah. So in other words, these companies, and I remember when they went, uh, when they had their IPOs, I especially remember when Facebook went, went, uh, went live uh, with, with its IPO. And these companies have to make money. Um, every company makes money from advertising. So in other words, let's just state the obvious here. But they make money from us watching what they put in front of us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what do you think about that? Is that is that okay? Is that fine? Is that just the way it is? Is that a problem? I remember when I first, I read a book a couple of years ago. I think I talked about it on the podcast called How to Break Up with Your Phone. Yep. Um, that was a great book. And she brought up this idea, you know, this was a few years ago. And, and I guess I had never really thought about that, that you know, what, what the makers of the technology were after was my attention. And, um, so, you know, there's all these different ways to keep someone engaged. That's part of the movie is the creepy guy in the basement who's running the algorithm is trying to find ways to keep the kids engaged on their phones or else if they've put it down, um, 
you know, send them a, a push notification that makes them pick it back up again. Yes. Um, so they taught, so that part of the story, it, it's really interesting how the point being these company, I, I, you know, again, they didn't say that the guy was the Facebook algorithm, but that's what they implied, how they're trying to drive you to spend as much time on your phone as you can. Yeah. That's, have, that's have, what you, the have you had the experience, saying. Betsy, where you were watching a video that you were enjoying and then the, ne- and then ended and the next one just started right up? Oh, sure. And then another one came mm-hmm. and another one came yep. and another one came. Especially like, you know, I'm a real sucker for like funny pet videos. We love pets. Oh love man. Pets. Yeah. I could waste a lot of time watching yeah, funny pets. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the algorithm will keep feeding you the, because obviously the more, their goal is for your eyeballs to be on the screen as much as possible. That is how the company makes the most money. Mm-hmm. And we as Christians, as believers, we need to think about this. All right, here's something that I have thought about with, with what God wants from us. You know, not everyone is given the same amount of money in this, in this life. Uh, and it is, it's absolutely true that where your money is, that's where your heart is. There's no denying that. Um, your money does, re- what you do with your money does reflect your values. Uh, but God has given uh, different amounts of money. It's, it's like that parable. One guy has got, got t- one talent. Uh, another guy's got five talents, another guy's 10 talents. Well, you know what? There's another guy out there who's got a thousand talents. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have all been given the same amount of time, uh, at least for, for 20, we all got 24 hours in a day. And there's a strong case to be made that actually the most valuable commodity period is our attention, mm-hmm. that, that, that there is nothing more valuable than that. And that as believers, uh, I can't think of where our stewardship is. Uh, I, I can't think of a more foundational aspect to our stewardship than than our attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say that even our money is going to flow out of where our attention goes. True. And so, what we've got here is the draw from social media to to dominate our attention. Mm-hmm. So, what do we do? Yeah, yeah, really interesting. Just raising a lot of really good questions to think through. Um, so. Yeah, there was just a lot of really interesting stuff to, you know, that it brought up. Um, a lot of things I hadn't thought about. I was, um, I haven't been on Facebook all that long. Um, you know, when we were in college, Facebook, when we left college, Facebook was only for college You had students. to have a, co- yeah, you had to yeah. have a .edu email. I remember that. Right. Yep. And so I think because of that, I didn't get on in the first several years. So... Um, you know, I wasn't real familiar with um, how Facebook worked necessarily. So this was a very um, eye-opening thing for me. One of the things I want to say about the movie is, um, okay, the movie's not perfect. Uh, and Bets, you're going to read Facebook's response to the mm-hmm. movie here mm-hmm. in a minute uh, because the, you know, the responses to the movie are varied. But I think one of the great things the movie can do is get you to think about your use of technology, period, period, not just social media, but period. Listen to this quote, Betsy. This is from the movie. It's from a guy named Tristan Harris, former design ethicist at Google. Did you know you could be a a design ethicist? It was was either that or pastor. It was like really close (laughs) for me. And he's the co-founder of the Center for Human Technologies, whatever that is. Listen to what he says. We're we're training and conditioning a whole new generation of people that when we are uncomfortable uncomfortable or lonely or uncertain or afraid, we have a digital pacifier for ourselves. That is so true. It is so true. Let me get back to the quote. The, 
uh, back to the quote, that is kind of at that is kind of atrophying our own ability to deal with life, with uh-huh. our problems. Right. I mean, guilty as charged. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, is there anything more stress inducing now than like not having your phone? Mm-hmm. Uh, with you know, what if you lose your phone? Right. Or heaven forbid, you get in an awkward situation and you can't. Yeah. Text somebody real quick. <laughs> or heaven forbid that you just have time. Right. Solitude. That's another spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. Solitude. Mm-hmm. That you just have time to um, to just think about your life, to pray. Sure. To look, enjoy God's incredible creation. I am, I am so guilty here. Mm-hmm. And it's anything that causes me to consider my relationship with technology, in my opinion, is a good thing for mm-hmm. me. Absolutely. I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to, um, I don't, I don't have to um, become Amish mm-hmm. or technology is good. Have you seen the Geico commercial where uh, there's a wagon, it's got, a, it's got triangle wheels? Geico is so funny. And they're talking about upgrading because somebody else has a has a circle wheel. I love that. That's I think kinda, we, we've talked about switching to Geico just because we love the commercials. I am Geico. That's you, why they make you them funny. You have got me, Geico. That is why they make them I funny. I don't care what you charge me per month. Yeah. I'm there. We've been State, for, State Farm all along, but now we're ready we have, to switch we and have. save 15%. Um, or more. Now, <laughs> we're not even getting paid for this. Yeah. Geico, would you help us out? Would you please give us Facebook's response to this movie? Yeah, so Facebook, um, understandably, was not thrilled with this movie. Um, yeah, you know why? Because, what, well, what I just want to say this. You know what Facebook's response to every criticism of Facebook is? What's that? More Facebook. <laughs> oh, we'll fix our... You just need to spend more time on Facebook. That's so true. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. Not it's really. So true. Not really. Give us. And a- I will say too, as far as the social dilemma goes, it seems like Facebook is mostly in the crosshairs. They do talk about Instagram. They talk about. There's some about Twitter. YouTube. Twitter. I mean, Twitter's insane. Yeah, they talked about Twitter. I feel like most of it was aimed at Facebook, but um, but but they sprinkled other ones in there. I mean, the feed on Twitter is crazy. When you start going down that rabbit hole. Yeah, and also before I get to Facebook, you do have to think about how. You know, now it's so interesting that these giant platforms are fact-checking things and like they become arbiters of what's true and sure, false. Sure, sure. That's just, a problem. Just saw some of that stuff the other day of uh, we're going to put a description on this person's post or even remove this post. It is very, I don't even know how to judge it. It's just, it's yeah, crazy that we're here. It, it is. It's crazy that these platforms have the power to define what is true, what is false, like what is hate speech? I mean, I, and I'm not what saying- is, What is free speech? R- yeah, and, yep. and I'm not saying that I want to read hate speech on Facebook at all, but it's just, they have such, they've been given such power and, you know, wow, that with that comes a tremendous amount of responsibility that we're entrusting to yep. these companies. Yep. So, Tell us what Facebook said, Betsy. Okay, so here's what they said. They gave a seven-point rebuttal and I won't read it all. We'll, um, we have show notes for this episode, mm-hmm. so you can go to the website and check all this out or find it on our Facebook group, which seems very ironic right now. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, they said, number one, um, addressing how the social dilemma accused Facebook of, of causing addiction, um, says Facebook builds its products to create value, not to be addictive. And, you know, that's fine. But not convinced. Yeah. Next one. <laughs> I don't know that that's super convincing, but okay. Uh, number two, you are not the product. Facebook is funded by advertising so that it remains free for people. 
So, I mean, that still doesn't address but, that but, they're but selling But the attention. advertisers are for the people on Facebook. Right. So, okay. But maybe they're sort of is. kind of splitting hairs on that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number three, algorithms. Facebook's algorithm is not quote unquote mad. It keeps the platform relevant and useful. So I don't know if maybe the social dilemma called it mad. Um, well, we should in, get into the algorithm word. thing after this, yeah. after you get through this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So that's number four, uh, three. Four, data. Facebook has made improvements across the company to protect people's privacy. I believe that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number five, polarization. We take steps to reduce content that could drive polarization. Okay. Okay. Uh, number six, elections. Wow, this is a big deal. Facebook has made investments to protect the integrity of elections. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is so weighty. Yeah. And uh, I mean, th this is a huge deal. We're the talking Russians about major are stuff totally here. on Facebook. Yep. Uh, and, number and so are the Iranians. I don't know if you know that, hmm. but... Anyway. Interesting. Uh, number seven is misinformation. We fight fake news, misinformation, and harmful content using a global network of fact-checking partners. So that seems like a good thing. Yeah. So anyway, that is Facebook's response, and they have a you know they have a couple of paragraphs under each of those points. Hmm. Um, so one thing that I would say though, and only somebody at Facebook could really answer this, but the algorithm is des is designed to give you what you like, right? Yeah. Like if I watch a cat video and Facebook sees that my, it keep, I don't, I watch it for the full, full five minutes and 42 seconds. Mm -hmm. Then the algorithm's designed to give me another cat video. Yeah. They're like, oh, this guy's a cat person. And the more of those I watch, the more the algorithm knows that I like cat videos. Mm -hmm. So then how is the algorithm not supposed to, like if I like something that's hateful, are you telling me, isn't it going to keep giving me something hateful? I'm sure they'd have a response to that. But yeah. that's certainly how it appears. That's how the movie makes it appear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was a this was a quote that I found this really interesting. And again, I don't know a whole lot about algorithms. And, you know, there are people who are way more qualified who could talk about this stuff. But this was an interesting quote. Um, this guy's talking about the Facebook algorithms. The way to think about it is as 2.5 billion Truman shows. Remember the movie where Truman is... That was a great movie. That I is feel a great like movie. Jim Carrey got out of just comedy with that movie. Yeah. To... Remember, it was the guy who was in a dome. He thought it was real life, but everyone was watching him and everyone else knew it wasn't real Underrated life. movie, in my opinion. Yeah, really good movie. So anyway, back to the quote. The way to think about it is as 2.5 billion Truman shows. Each person has their own reality with their own facts. Over time, you have the false sense that everyone agrees with you because everyone in your news feed sounds just like you. Once you're in that state, it turns out that you're easily manipulated. Um, so that, I think what that's getting to is that Facebook, um, the, the algorithms give you what they think you want to see. Yeah, seems like a bit of an exaggeration to me and, and to say that it's we all are living like totally in our own world, mm -hmm. but I it seems hard to deny that there is truth in this. Sure. Like in other words, nobody's Facebook algorithm looks exactly like another person's mm -hmm. because the algorithm is smart enough to know um, you as an individual. Right. 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 It's crazy. They showed, they did show images of like all the, um, I don't know, supercomputers. Oh yeah. That like the that rooms and rooms of supercomputers. Mm -hmm. It does feel a little bit Terminator. I know you didn't yeah. see Terminator, but um you were like Little House on the Prairie? Is yeah. That, okay. More, more Little House on the Prairie. Did they ever have Andy one Griffin. where that met Terminator? <laughs> no. There was never a combination movie. That's probably coming. Maybe. <laughs> it does feel a little bit like that. You know, this is totally off, but you know, they talk about the singularity. The singularity is the moment. Is, is it possible for AI to go? 
Rogue? Yeah, to ah. basically, I'm not sure I believe it's possible. Hmm. But at any rate, technology, this is this is heavy stuff. This is heavy stuff for Christians. Mm-hmm. And let's let's talk about one issue here, the like button. This is what the guy oh, who yeah. invented the like button said. When we were making the like button, our entire motivation was, can we spread positivity and love in the world? I love that. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Absolutely. Um, they didn't see what would come of it. They but. didn't see that then you post and you don't get likes and you become depressed. Uh-huh. You so feel it's, deflated. It's a double-edged sword. That's right. Right? Yeah. So right. Um, I yeah, don't know. The, well, it's interesting to read some of the reaction to this uh, documentary. You know, not everyone is just saying it's a slam dunk. Um, I read several different articles, and people have brought up a lot of good points that either weren't in the purview of the documentary or things that they overlooked. Or, you know, a lot of people said, well, this is this documentary is quite an oversimplification. I mean, look, it's not like social media invented divisiveness. You know, no, of course not. Divisiveness was here before. Yep. yep. Um, I, I think social media gives people a unique megaphone to shout about divisiveness. Um, but, you know, division has is obviously as as old as time. So, um, you know, there were quite a few people who said, well, this is just the latest version of hand-wringing about the newest technology and people ha- did this over the printing press and um, everything else. So there's, there you know, there's a lot of people out there who would say we need to watch this documentary with, um, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Sure. But, but I think it's always good to watch something provocative and let yeah. yourself be challenged I don't think it. we agree with everything in it. No. But it's very provocative. And it's I will, very thought-provoking. I will say our oldest son is is 13, and we did have him sit down and watch it. I think particularly for the teens, you know, their brains are still forming. They're, yep. they're so yep. impressionable. Obviously, we all know that. And social media um, can be really difficult for them to know how to navigate well. So I do think this is a great movie for, um, for teens well, to and, watch. And, Christ, and Christians in general, we, we need to critically think about our lives. Mm-hmm. How am I using my time? How am I, uh, do I just sort of have a sheep mentality of I just sort of go along with whatever's, or do I critically evaluate what's going on in my life? I'll give right. one example here. I don't care how much technology we get, whether we all have robot dogs, robot, <laughs> robot everything. Um, we need to own a physical Bible. Every Christian should own and I believe read from a physical Bible. I'm going to say it, folks. Wow! Don't do your devotions on your phone. Whoa, I just said it. Just I just I just said that. Uh, <laughs> iPad. Tell us why. Okay. Um, okay. Because here's my reason. It's not anything again. Those are awesome. First of all, I think you should have a Bible app. Mm-hmm. I think you should have access. But um, there's only one thing you do with your physical Bible. True. And, and that's read the Bible. Right. But you do so many other things. That's so with true. those other devices and also the tactile, the sensation, the, I, I just, I just, now are believers going to uh, all bring their Bibles to church? No, they're not. And that's fine, you know, but I would just think it was sad if we got to a point one day where the Bible was sort of like nobody had a physical Bible. Mm-hmm. Well, and also another thing, this is true about books versus Kindle books, because we do both. And I love both for different reasons, but it's very hard. If you want to write something down that the Spirit's put on your heart, it's it's real hard to, you can't, you obviously can't write on your phone. I mean, maybe you can find a note app somewhere, but that's, I don't know, that just loses Some something to me. Yeah. yeah. I, I personally am the pen and paper kind of girl with taking notes in that way. But anyway, um, I agree that it it is, 
you know, the phone is used for literally everything. So to say, everything. I'm, only, I'm only going to use it for this purpose. I don't think I have the discipline for that, but that's just me. <laughs> a phone, it's incredible. You can really do like everything in your entire life mm-hmm. on your phone. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's I yeah. mean, in a lot of ways, what a huge blessing. Yeah. But um, we need to, to, to wrap up this episode. We need to be critical. We need to be thoughtful. We need to engage. And of course, I, our witness online Everything the Bible says about words, mm-hmm. that applies to online, folks. Absolutely. It applies to what we say online. That's not a forum to say, well, because I'm not saying this to a person's face mm-hmm. means God holds me to a different standard. That's right. No way. That's right. Yeah, um, so I, I think I think the takeaway from the, the social dilemma is not necessarily you should not use social media. Maybe that's where the Lord would lead you, but just to be aware of of what's going on behind the scenes, you know, how how it takes your attention and this kind of thing. Watch the movie. Let us know what you think. Yeah. We want to know what you think. Yes. Betsy, I've got to just be honest for you. Go for and it. And it's about social media. And it's a good thing about social media. Okay. Okay. So I would say I saw the sweetest video, one of the sweetest videos I've ever seen in my life. And it's, it's, it was through social media. I think it was I saw, I saw it on Facebook. It was a dog hugging another dog. <laughs> And the lady said, she says to, she has these two labs and she says to one of the labs, did you take your buddy's treat? And he, he sort of like shakes his head. This is totally real. It's really funny. And then she says, what do we do when we take your, your buddy's treat? He, the dog walks over and he's, he's gets on his back legs and he gives the other dog a hug. It's really true. It is the cutest, sweetest. Somebody has trained their dog to give a hug. I swear I felt better. After watching that video. Oh man, I'm basically over here like sobbing about how tender these dogs it are. It is so sweet. <laughs> and we we need, you know what? There's a lot of funny and encouraging. I've also seen, I mean, that's a light thing, but there's also lots of really encouraging, awesome there stories are. There are. on Facebook. That's right. We should post that video. Can we post that video? We'll try. We'll try to yeah. on our Facebook yeah. group. Yeah. All right, Bets, tell us, tell the audience how they can find us. Well, so if you're still on Facebook after the social dilemma, <laughs> it feels a little well, at ironic. at least be in our group. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. We won't sell your data or anything. No, um, no. Anyway, we do have a page, Intersect Podcast. You can go to the page and, and um, click follow. And um, we won't do anything creepy, I don't think. We or, should get a Geico know. ad going. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, after what we just said. Um, so anyway, if you have opinions about you know, the social dilemma or um, anything, we'd love for you to email us. Share your insights, share your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, email is intersect at anyprez.com. And um, we will post these different reviews that we've read about the movie. And um, you can find that on our website, www.anyprez.com slash podcasts. So we'll put all those show notes there for you. All right, see you next time, everybody.